Hello and welcome to this episode of the Horror Drafts Podcast. This is episode five, and we are going to be drafting horror heroes. Not just Final Girls, but all horror heroes uh, throughout all of, uh, I guess horror films i guess i don't don't know maybe it's open to tv and literature we didn't really discuss that actually but i guess we'll find out (laughs) we'll find out and then you will be the judge about whether it counts yes yeah Yeah. uh because uh i i will be the commissioner in this episode on horror heroes and uh folks listening you are so so lucky because we have two unbelievable guests on this episode in fact (laughs) Here's, oh, 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 this is our first double guest episode. This is our first husband and wife uh, guest episode. And uh, well, without further, without any further ado, let me introduce them. He is a writer, producer, and director who spent over 10 years in New York working for big names like CNBC, Condé Nast, and Business Insider, and brands like Duncan, Samsung Next, Facebook, Mondelez, and the Shorty Awards. And Somebody post- visited my website. <laughs> oh, I sure did. <laughs> and in post-production on series like True Detective and movies like The Wolf of Wall Street, 12 Years a Slave, and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, his work has been featured on NPR, MTV, The New York Times, Huffington Post, and The Washington Post. Now he's out in LA working at the as a managing video producer at Ideanomics. Did I pronounce that right? You did. Okay. <laughs> no one's chief... ever heard of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and as the chief creative director of Storyana Enterprises, did I pronounce that correctly? Storyana. Oh, damn it. We just oh, com- we just combined our names yeah, because we couldn't okay. think of anything. Yeah. Oh, that's Brilliant. I, I love it. I can't believe I <laughs> yeah, missed it. Yeah, brilliant, it was, brilliant. Uh, it was, it, but it was just on a platter right there, and I like tripped like at the finish line here. <laughs> a little banana cream pie on your face never hurt exactly. anyone. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was bad. Uh, and uh, he is the co-host of the 90s action movie podcast Mission Recall. It's the amazing Stephen Parkhurst. Welcome, Stephen. Hello. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That, was, that introduction makes me sound so much cooler. Than, uh, Steve I is am. deeply uncool. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. Uh, made me sound like I've actually accomplished things, so I do appreciate that. <laughs> You're very welcome. Here is the thing: I um, I felt really bad after our first episode where I was a really bad gave a really bad intro to Corey, and I was just like, Corey, you're like a video editor, right? And that was it. He had to explain what he did. So I have vowed ever since then to give the best introductions I can to the guests who come on our podcast. Aww. And so I'm only half done here. So hang on a second, right? everybody. Hold on to your butts because here For comes my better the half. second guest. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy. Ah, sorry. <clears throat> She's a writer, an experienced journalist who got her first byline in Rolling Stone at 19 and has worked for Business Week, TV Guide Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, IBT Media, The Rap, Vox, and, the, and was the TV news editor for Variety. In 2017, she embarked on a journey to travel to the geographic center of all 50 states for a series entitled A Young Woman's Guide, where she had to dodge an unstable drunk male host, a convicted kidnapper, and tons of grifters. Her work isn't limited to the printed word, though. She produced and hosted the podcast American Grift, is the co-host of the monthly Tolkien podcast By the Bywater, and is the co-host of the 90s action movie podcast Mission Recall. She is also now based in Los Angeles, where she has, where she works as the creative media strategist for Storiana Enterprises, and recently was one of only nine TV writers chosen out of over 2,500 applicants 
to participate in the Warner Brothers TV Writers Workshop running through March of next year. It is the supremely talent, talented. I can't believe I just met <laughs> the supremely so close. Italian. <laughs> Oh, so close, man. So uh, close. It is the supremely talented Oriana Schwint. Hi. Oh, my God. Wow. You Amazing. really, like, yeah. all out. Holy shit. I believe in myself now more than I, ha- like, ever have. It's like a maybe. pep talk. Sure, yeah. and I feel like absolute garbage. <laughs> you guys have... You at least still work in the really film and TV world, man. Here, you know, I'm here. I am just, you know, working as a librarian and archivist Dude, over here. Like that's that shit is awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, like the, the that's the fabric of of society and history, man. Oh, right there. That is, well, that is very sweet of you. Uh, no, we are very lucky to have you both on this uh, episode because that is like I don't. Th- I want to make sure our listeners understand how big of a deal it is to be chosen to be in one of these writers' workshops. Um, there are, I mean, screenwriting in general is extremely competitive, but getting into these like work writers' programs and, and workshops is like hugely competitive too. So, big congratulations, Oriana. That is Aww. huge, huge deal. Thanks, man. It was exciting. I got my picture in Deadline, which, like, I hate Deadline because I worked at Variety. Um, But, uh, you know, that was was a moment. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's very cool. That is very big. Very big. That's incredible. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah, we're so happy to be here. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm curious, you two are obviously co-hosts of your fantastic podcast, Mission Recall, which is uh, about 90s action movies. For any of our listeners, we highly recommend they check it out. And I was wondering, because, uh, you know, we asked you to come on our podcast, but you're hosts of your own. So, like, what do you think is more gauche? Like, having to beg people to come on your podcast or, like, inviting yourself to be on someone else's podcast? Inviting yourself. Oh, to be. Yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's horrifying. Right. Oh, I'm Great. cringing just Good. thinking about it. That's my own personal yeah. horror movie. Yeah, I agree totally. I would never like want to come. No, on you don't. Recall you aren't going to ask. No, no, you're you're, no, you're, you're not never. asking to come no on way. at all. No, I would never. Uh-uh. We already. Definitely we, not. You're already on our list. Oh, okay. we do have a list. Yeah. Oh, we, sweet, uh, sweet, sweet. We we figured we should set down like a, a sort of a bedrock of what it is, and then start bringing people on. Because ours idea. is just us kind of, you just know. shooting the shit. I mean, it was shit. literally, we were sitting around during the pandemic and watching, like, Twister and The Mummy mm. and being like, these movies fucking rule. Like, and then we would have these fun conversations about, fun to us. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the thing. It's like, me, <laughs> I don't know if it's actually I have no idea if it's of any interest to, like, you know, more than just the two of us. But it, it's been just really fun to go back and revisit. Or in my case, I grew up very sheltered. Um, but there were a bunch of these that I hadn't seen, like Blade, which was mm. awesome. Nice. Blade, you hadn't seen uh, Total Recall? I hadn't which... seen the original Total Recall. And it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then we immediately, yeah. like, uh, you know, watched the horrible garbage remake that, all, like, oh, almost God, yeah. ruined the original for me. God, it's so bad. But, yeah, uh, yeah so we are actually, like, uh, thinking about, like, bringing people on to oh. kind of have little guest spots uh, as we kind of branch out and talk about more and more movies. We yeah, kind of so wanted to... think about your favorites yeah. as, as we oh, sure. thought about yeah. our horror heroes. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Your your listeners may not uh, know this, but this will be a fun inside uh, joke for us. Uh, you talking about like inviting yourself onto podcasts. Um, uh, Bronsdorf already invited himself onto Mission Recall, so don't feel bad. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's fine. He, 
He's on the books as a guest here for horror comedy, so that's a TBD mm. episode. Ma- sure. Matt Bronsdorf will be on. Sure. Yeah, um, we have to have him on for a Schwarzenegger. I'm thinking maybe like oh, True nice. Lies or something. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That'll be great. No, it's actually really funny that your podcast, because your podcast came out like right when I had also started watch, re-watching a bunch of like 90s action movies yeah. as well. And I, I watched a bunch of Harrison Ford ones, including Air Force Ooh. One, which you two have done an episode on. Um, but like the like his two Jack Ryan ones, Patriot Games and um, mm-hmm. Clear and Present Danger. And sure. um, God, oh, I rewatched a bunch of other ones uh, as well. But yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely be interested in coming on. And that is very, very uh, kind of you to reach out to me so I don't have to like ask <laughs> to be on, you know, especially sure. like, definitely not Crimson Tide episode. No way. I don't uh, think we Crimson Tide is not on our list. Oh, okay. okay. Well, it could be, though. I've never seen it, so maybe uh, check it out. Okay. There's there's a few like that. Like, uh, I have some blind spots myself, and so, like, once we get through the ones we know, we do want to kind of start looking at ones that, you know, kind of we missed. Blade was the first one. I hadn't seen it either, which feels like, I don't know, I feel like I did a crime because uh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how good Blade is. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah, and just a nice weird time. and yeah, weird and violent and yeah, just good times. So we will be doing more of like the ones that we are less familiar with because uh, nice. there's only so many movies. Oh yeah, yeah well, and also I'm unfamiliar. Well, with you're so many. <laughs> yeah, you're unfamiliar with a lot, um, but that's part of the fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do really love your podcast, and you guys have great chemistry, and I love a lot of the points you bring. <laughs> Thank goodness. You, you come at them from very unique perspectives, and I like also like when you guys do like um, dueling ones, like when you did Volcano versus yes. Dante's Peak, and one of you yes. liked the other more than the other, so it was those are great. So we're actually going to do Armageddon versus Deep Impact, but the problem oh. there is Ooh. we're both on Team Armageddon. Yeah, we, we oh, need to yeah. find a Deep Impact person. Yeah, um, yeah. Are either of you Deep Impact right? people? I, I haven't seen it since like, Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Armageddon yeah. every watch, so I, I don't know. Exactly. I, you know, it's all about, with these, like, it's all about rewatchability. And, yeah. Uh, you know. That was a weird year. That Was that 98? That, or it's 97? Nah, I want to say 98. Eight. I think 98. I want to say 98. Yeah. I want to say it was when, 11. Like, Ants and Bugs Life both came out oh, that year, yeah. right? right? It was, like, the year of, like, competing... Competing IP. Yeah, exactly. Parallel IP is, I think, the industry term for Uh, it. Mm -hmm. You are in the industry, Uh, aren't you? uh (laughs) Deadline featured writer. Oh, God. Uh, well, that's awesome, guys, and uh, I can't wait to come on. Uh, whatever you want me to be on, I'll, I'll watch it and come on. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Uh, we usually start off kind of easy in these podcasts. We kind of check in with our uh, guests and see kind of what they've been watching and might recommend for folks. So is there anything you two have been watching you think people should check out? And are you saying uh, for horror in particular or in general? Could be, but it could be horror related, but it could be general either. We, we kind of play fast and loose in this section. I'm trying to think of any horror that we've, I've seen recently. That, was, that we can recommend. That we can recommend. Because we have seen horror that we Wouldn't do not recommend. recommend at all oh. and feel like crazy people, honestly, because everyone oh. else oh. loves this show. So um, should I take this? What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying. All right, so this might come across as a little controversial because some of our our, um, mutual friends have liked it. I don't know if either of you two like it. Uh, And no disrespect if you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because lots of people people whose opinions I respect have have gone on and on about this show, but we both genuinely hated it. Um, 
Midnight Mass on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Have I have not I have not seen it. I have only heard really good things. So this is really interesting yeah. to hear your perspective. It, we could spend the entire podcast going <laughs> over why we didn't like it. Um, so just like, I really liked House on Haunted Hill. Um, mm. No, not House on the Haunting Hill. of the, the Haunting of Hill House. That's yeah. one. I, yeah, <laughs> the, I really liked the Haunting of Hill House. Um, didn't love Bly Manor, uh, and then this came out, and I heard so many good things. I was like, well, let's check it out. You know, maybe that was just a rare miss, and, and he's back on top. Um, and it's just boring and plotting and slow, and everybody just monologues at each other. Uh, they managed to have vampires without it being like sexy or gory or interesting. The jump scares aren't scary at all. Everybody is just kind of dour and dull. Uh, you don't know. At first, I thought it was like a New England fishing community, but maybe it's Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. uh, or even Mid-Atlantic. You don't really know where it's based. Uh, it's about Catholicism, but it's weird to have like this island community all be Catholics. It's and like because it's just America. It's not like Ireland or something. Uh, <laughs> It's just like, it's a weird, it just felt like every choice they made was the wrong one. Uh, and I, I feel like, yeah, taking crazy pills because so many people have been talking about how great it is. Oh, it's, it's about love and loss and all yeah. this. And it's like, so is every piece of art ever, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, you have to actually write people who feel like real people. I don't know. Sounds crazy, but that's... Yeah. That's so how that's, I work. that's the opposite of what you just asked for, which was recommendations. <laughs> um, God, what what's a good? So um, I don't know. I just went and saw French Dispatch, which mm. I want to see again. It, it, I wouldn't rank it in one of my top Wes Anderson movies. Um, I thought like the um, sort of episodic nature actually kind of hurt it a little bit, uh, but it was gorgeous, amazing cast. You know, if you like Wes Anderson stuff, you're gonna like it. If you don't probably stay away um but i i enjoyed it and i feel like it's one that is going to get better uh as you rewatch it I th- there was a lot going on so that would be a good like recommendation to cleanse yeah. the palate succession season three is great yep. um and oh, also nice. speaking of the great uh season two of the great which is a hulu show premieres soon this month oh, um i didn't know that i th- actually think maybe this coming uh, November 9th-ish or something. Um, Mm. But that is, like, super, super fun. It's, you know, Catherine the Great of the Romanovs. uh, Just really good stuff. Fantastic. Those are our recommendations. Oh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick, do you want to jump in, man, with what you've been watching, what you'd recommend? Sure. I did... uh, What have I seen lately? A couple... I'll stick to horror here. I... um, I saw a film called Super Dark Times, which was, it's like a coming-of-age period piece thriller, like, I, I don't know if I would really classify it as horror, but great, great movie. Incredible, incredible cast. Performances all around were just stellar, um, and it's super tense. And, uh, yep, I knew nothing about it when in blind, and it was great. Um, and I saw, <laughs> I saw the 2017 Leatherface, not... Texas Chainsaw oh. 3, mm-hmm. but 2017 one, um, which I'd heard interesting mixed things about. Um, it's the French directors of Inside, I think, or was it oh. Martyrs? Or I don't remember. It's a duo of... Anyway, it was... Um, so I'd heard it was like a, a kind of a different take on... Anyway, it's a prequel 
to Texas Chainsaw, which they've obviously already done a prequel to, and I could go on and on about how it's like a crime to give Leatherface a backstory, but also like, you know, if you're a purist of that franchise and you've enjoyed any movie past the first one, then I wouldn't call you a purist of that franchise anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, if you can look past that, I actually thought it was like the best sequel that they've done in that, that I, I'm oh. not a big fan of that franchise, but, um, mm. you'd be forgiven for forgetting that it's a Texas Chainsaw movie for like the middle half of the film. It's completely and totally different characters are not related in any way. It's just, it's fun. Totally different movie. So, uh, wow. I actually didn't hate it. I recommend it. I would rewatch it probably. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's brutal too. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, very brutal. I was gonna say after like the 03 remake, I, I haven't stuck around really for any of those newer Chainsaw movies that they've been doing. I don't know why I keep watching. I I haven't liked any of them, and I've watched every <laughs> single one of them. Um, <laughs> everything after the first one, I guess the remake was okay. Um, but I saw like Texas Chainsaw 3D, and that was just mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's it's. And there's another one coming out, which is another. another? Yeah, Texas Chainsaw 3D picks up like the second that the original Texas Chainsaw picks up, what? Uh, or ends, and um, and now they're doing that again with this one. Oh God! Wow. Yeah, so. I feel surprising. like there needs to be like you guys need to do an episode on that weird era of 3D horror movies that came out Ooh, for what yeah. like three or four years when they were really trying to make 3D happen. Yeah, uh, in the cause... 50s. Well, yes, and the eighties, and the eighties, and the eighties. Oh, and it's the thirty-year cycle. Yep, yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. And then, yeah, like uh, that late aughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Thirty oh, years late aughts, yeah. early twenty tens. Yep, yep. Three yep. yep. D is the Pennywise of film technology. <laughs> it's, it's just, just keeps coming back. You can't yeah. kill it. Yeah, it's like oh, uh, it's brighter now. I don't know. Like, uh, thanks. Uh, what about you? Me, um, last last few weeks. I've watched a couple. Uh, the the one that I would recommend was a rewatch. So it's nothing new, but I, I watched uh, rewatched Lake Placid, uh, oh, wow. which is just it's just fun. You know, it's dumb and it's fun and it's uh, Oliver Platt hamming it. I mean, everybody's hamming it up, but Oliver Platt's especially hamming it up <laughs> in it. And uh, I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> Is this? I was trying to think, and I, I guess I could have looked at her IMDb, but like, was this like the resurgence of Betty White, but as like very adult Betty White? Like she's dropping yeah. like cocksucker and stuff in oh the video. Wow. I'm like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I remembered her being a little like you know colorful. I don't remember her being this colorful in the movie. You know, I don't think I ever actually saw Lake Placid. No, uh, oh, okay. I remember it coming out and actually being excited to see it, and then. I guess it didn't come to our local blockbuster or something. Uh, it wasn't a blockbuster; it was a movie gallery, technically. But oh, a movie gallery! Is. Yeah, <laughs> all, right. all right. So well, that's better than blockbuster, at least. It was better than blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Just regional chain preferences. <laughs> yeah. Movie gallery had an adult section, which makes it better than blockbuster. What ours yeah. didn't? Ours never what? had an adult. No. no. Well, well, I don't Puritans know if ours did made. either. I have yeah. no idea. Oh right, of course. <laughs> Might have. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I totally forgot too that like Brendan Gleeson was in Lake Placid oh, doing dope. an American accent. Oh, yeah. not dope. No, he's like no. The, he's like a sheriff or something. And, wow. and uh, yeah, I remembered I remembered Bill um, Pol- uh, Bill Pullman and I remembered uh, Bridget Fonda uh, and Bill Oliver Pullman. Platt, but I totally forgot that um, that Brendan Gleeson is in it as the what sheriff. What a weird cast. That's yes, fascinating. So very. But it's, and that it's, was, um, it's fun. 
was that 99 and that's steve minor too right you yes that? steve minor yeah yeah who we mentioned on a, a a former episode actually a couple of them now steve i think that minor, opened, like, he the... was only 17 at the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry it's a rare condition. no that's yeah. good yeah yeah uh all right awesome well uh thank you both so much for kind of um giving us some recommendations for what people should check out the, the, uh, the, the anti-recommendation yeah. no no I, I love it i mean hey look uh i'm really looking forward to get started on the great i actually haven't seen that so i but i've been meaning to so I'm it's gonna fun look forward it's, to it. it's a lot of fun nice nice uh so we will be drafting horror heroes in this episode. So before uh, we started recording, uh, we established the order of the draft by rolling our four-sided die. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Nick will be going first, I will be going second, and Steve and Oriana, who will be drafting together as a team, are going third. So they will have the last pick in the first round and then the first pick in the second round when we reverse order in the snake-style snake draft. It's called doing a Bellatrix. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I do feel the need to explain why we're playing as a team and I'm not my own per- I am my own person, but like uh, I again grew up really sheltered and also have like a, like big difficulties with horror. Like mm. I saw us in the theaters, which was like a mess of a movie, um, mm. and couldn't sleep for like days because I kept having like night terrors about the tethered coming in to my window and so like i have to be very judicious in Mm -hmm. in my horror viewing (laughs) which i think helps explain why we didn't like midnight mass it didn't even scare you it didn't scare me i had not once was i like oh god so you know but anyway that's why we're uh yeah we're playing as a team because i kind of had to uh (laughs) i was uh, like i don't (laughs) there's 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 some there's some there's some yeah. But, uh, anyway, well, I'm really curious. I mean, not to like slow slow down the podcast anymore, but I'm very curious. Are there certain types of horror movies that for you'd sure? Like? It's stuff, okay. Oh well, like the ones, and it, it's funny because the ones that scare me shitless uh, are very good. Well, us aside, that was that was a mess. But like, had its moments. It it did. It yeah. it's, it's really great concept. Obviously, like the tethered is an incredible concept. Um, you know, the the ring was another one that that I had horrifying nightmares for. I mean, I as recently as a couple of years ago, I had mm. I had nightmares about Samara coming out of the TV. Um, I used to have to like unplug my TV like at night. <laughs> uh, not that that would really do anything, but you know, Samara will oh, yeah. get right she'll, through. She'll that. she'll get right through that. <laughs> um, but it uh, so like that. You know, I loved Get Out. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and even you know movies like Alien is a horror movie, mm-hmm. um, but I fucking love it, you know. So it it depends. I just have to be a little more judicious. <laughs> sure. No, I, I completely understand. And we were happy to have you picking uh, as a team. I was thinking when we were going into this, when I was in the mindset that it would be four of us, I was like, should this be like a two parter? Because some people right. have already kind of told us, like, your podcasts are kind of long at, like, an hour yeah. 45. So I'm like, uh, should we maybe, like, after the third round, you know, break and say that's part one and then do, you know, the last yeah. couple rounds or something. But so this will this will work out wonderful. So thank you both for, for coming on and doing it. Um, we offered you the option of being the 
commissioners, and, and you have uh, requested that that I actually stay on as the commissioner for this for this episode. So he paid us a hundred bucks to do it. <laughs> I got some picks here that I want to make sure no one vetoes. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but with all of that business out of the way, uh, Nick, with the first round of the uh, Horror Heroes draft, you are on the clock. All right, I, I will take it away. Um, I got to be honest and say this was really, really difficult. Um, yeah. I am not feeling too confident about this at all. And I, I'm glad we're only doing three teams because I could only come up with 15. Um, really? I really could only come. And I, I spent a while oh. on this. And I will say it doesn't really matter anymore anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't. I mean, like, what my criteria were. Because I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Horror yeah. heroes. And I, 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 I don't know that I stuck with any. I my, Going in, I was like, okay, I was thinking... Horror heroes, I guess just because I'm associating hero with like so I, I thought franchise like they have to be in more than one, but that's that's ridiculous. So I gave that up really yeah. quickly, um, <laughs> like really quickly. Um, but then horror heroes, I, I like Final Girl or just like most characters in horror movies, like just by nature are trying to survive. And I wouldn't necessarily say that you are a hero; you're just trying to get out of this situation. Mm. Um, so I was really trying to think of people who I would classify as heroic in some way and i think that that can be argued in a lot of different senses we'll see like what people pick but anyway the first one i knew was going to be picked first regardless of who went i think so i'm glad i'm going um ash ashley williams from the evil dead franchise um, damn it i knew it i knew that was well it, i had yeah. so the only one uh <laughs> sorry that i had to go first but yeah um yeah i because i think you know he evil dead one he's actually kind of like a timid like here he's not even like the most you know um i don't know and then evil dead 2 obviously kind of like re i don't know if you would call it a reboot or a remake or whatever i know people have talked about an actual genuine sequel whatever but he obviously becomes the ash that you think of today and and the ash from army of darkness and and um ash versus evil dead and he's just like a Mm -hmm. mainstay he's he's i think everyone's favorite he's inspired duke nukem who's a shitty character and i hate that people associate the two of them together but you know that's cool he's had his impact on pop culture i mean it's a great choice yeah i agree on all fronts like that was my first choice as well (laughs) so he's he's a classic like uh yeah yeah yeah, and I'm glad you kind of brought up a little bit of the criteria, too, because I was sort of like, I was struggled a little bit, too, when we were making our list. And I was thinking, like, is the number of movies they're in count? Like, if they are part of a franchise, like, and they've, they've been a hero for, like, I don't know, like, however, five, six, seven or something, like, does that, like, count more? Or is, like, you know, what do we put value in it for them as, as a hero in the movie, rather than just surviving, for instance? Do they have to do heroic acts? Do right. they have to do whatever? Um and I'm saying movies here, but I mean, who knows? We could be talking TV show characters. I didn't even literature characters. Yeah, that here. didn't even cross my mind. I and totally also, did not yeah, we, even think we also that. didn't. Think about it. <laughs> well, I did. Okay, all right. You know what? I I do. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna amend my list because I do have someone that's uh, characters that are specifically not in a not in movies. But since we were all thinking movies, we should try to keep it as a movie only uh, horror podcast. So I'll I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't have any who are not movies. Well, now I'm, I'm okay. I'm thinking of a few. Uh, too late. Like, sort yeah. of literary. Yeah. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Well, we are. Yeah, we are not specifically a horror movie podcast. We are just uh, horror in general. So oh, we have true. a yeah. We have a Google Doc of like over a hundred topics to draft that we've been just brainstorming, and there's Whoa. like 
horror literatures on there horror tv stuff so like yeah it's just you know we're just thinking ahead for things we could draft so makes sense yeah so wait oh sorry go ahead oh it's a tough category too um because you know horror has a lot of anti-heroes which i guess i mean those will probably come up i'm guessing so i'm sure maybe i don't know brantley you'll be in charge of whether that counts or not i would assume it does but we'll see okay and by the way ash counts i'm gonna let it i'm gonna let him oh great through on this one all right (laughs) okay Okay. (laughs) um okay so with my first pick uh oh boy okay so i it's it's a bit of a tower because there's a lot of I'm thinking specifically at the top of my list, there's a number of like final girls specifically that I was very interested in drafting. But if I'm, go- if I'm sticking with my heart, I'm taking Sydney Prescott from the Scream franchise. All right. Great choice. Cross I think she list. has amazing agency in every one of the films that she's in. She is actively stopping the killers uh, or actively trying to solve and figure out who they are uh, throughout them. She is never like the damsel in distress who has to be rescued and saved by other characters, or at least very rarely that happens. Um, And um, Scream just has a very special place in my heart. So there you go. Sydney Prescott. Two excellent choices. Yeah. So uh, for our criteria, I don't think uh, we gave it nearly as much thought as both of you did. <laughs> it's just like, uh, who's in the movie? Uh, so for I think for our first choice, we're going to go with someone who, where the first film is a horror, it's hard to say if the subsequent film she's in mm. would be considered mm. horror. Yeah, so no. I suppose... Uh, the commissioner Great will have to uh, allow this. <laughs> I have an idea who this is going to be. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> obviously it's Ripley uh, from Alien. Yes. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I I'll go to bat for the first one being a horror, but certainly you know the second one isn't, and then you know it gets kind of messy Weird. after that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's Ripley. Like, what do you what do you have to say? Like, she certainly has she's plenty of agency. Icon. You know, sort of. Mm-hmm. I guess now you could call her a final girl even though i don't think that's how you would have uh defined her at the time she would like reject that uh, (laughs) herself yeah i think she Um, would reject that label just resourceful uh clever working with limited uh resources Mm -hmm. and and means and saves the cat even so Mm -hmm. i mean literally literally saves (laughs) the cat so uh she's just like uh you know just legendary and Blue collar, like yeah. actual, like space blue collar. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, a working class kind of hero, uh, yeah. as as some band would say. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember who it was. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our first choice. Is uh, nice Ripley. Yeah, yeah does she, does she, she count? Does that count, Commissioner? Oh yes, yeah, she yeah, counts. Yeah. She was number three on my list, so I oh. had to cross her off my own uh, after you picked her. But yeah, absolutely. And I love that she's like the smartest one in the first movie too. Oh yeah, and like Much, if people had yeah. listened to her. <laughs> They could have probably stopped the uh, invasion a little bit more of well, not invasion, but the the spread of the death count and everything. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, we have to go again. Oh yeah, yeah. we're up next. Hell yeah, we're back okay. up. Hell right, right, yeah. right. All right, let's consult the list here. Uh, so, uh, for the next choice, kind of uh, sticking with a similar theme, uh, uh, we are going with uh, McCready from The Thing, Kurt Russell. Uh, obviously uh, an excellent hero uh, and just similar you know fighting the aliens but uh, just the thing I go back and forth on which I prefer alien or the thing mm. I usually end up landing on the thing I think alien might be a technically better film 
but uh, I just like there's something about the thing that I just love. I love the I love the fact that they're all stuck in uh, the Antarctic. Uh, there, the idea of this sort of parasite on this alien ship that gets discovered is such a cool concept. And then obviously just the uh, sort of invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing going mm -hmm. on with uh, it could be anybody. It's you know impossible to tell, and they. The paranoia that sets in mm -hmm. and the ambiguous ending. Uh, I love a good ambiguous ending. So uh, it's just endlessly rewatchable. I've probably seen it like 20 or 25 times now. Um, nice. It's just a, just a classic. So awesome. that, is yeah. our, that is our second choice. You both are staying in the, in the alien... You That's know, true. Two aliens in a extraterrestrial. row. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna do Ash first. But you gotta, but, you uh, gotta, like, you gotta, like, snatch him up like hotcakes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Sydney was also on our list. Uh, okay. A little further mm -hmm. down, but yeah. So you gotta act fast on this stuff. Oh no, you do. And it's, it's funny. Every draft is different. Like some are like really top heavy, and so it's like sure. you don't want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be like third. Mm -hmm. But then some of them, it's like it really, you know, helps you out when you're third, and you can do those back to back uh, picks. So that is That's nice. Great. That's mm -hmm. actually yeah. Very helpful. <laughs> um, okay, so I am up now with my second pick. Um, and again, I'm going to um, go with my heart here, and I'm going to take uh, Nancy Thompson, played by Heather Langenkamp, in both the original Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess technically she plays herself, Heather Langenkamp, in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, um, but she's only playing herself because she played Nancy Thompson in the one and three oh so there you go <laughs> but yes nancy thompson is is my pick um along the same lines as sydney prescott i mean she is the one who is actively figuring out how to fight freddy how to bring him into the real world so that they can actually do something to him uh instead of trying to fight him in in his home turf of the dream world um she's the one who you know actually you know stops him at the end um you know, she has a lot of agency and is constantly doing heroic things throughout the film. So that's why Nancy Thompson is my second pick. It's a good pick. Yep. Thank that was you. A good pick. That was on my list, and it is now <laughs> off my list. <laughs> there is there is a joy in <clears throat> snatching them from someone else. I have to say. Oh, for sure. It yeah, inspires no. a sort of an odd sort of bloodthirst in me. <laughs> Yeah, this it, it is fun. I, I don't even do villain. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is this is my villain origin story. She's getting jokerified. <laughs> uh, Nick, you are up here with the last pick of the second round, and then the first pick of the third. Oh, that's right. I get back to back. Oh, okay. You do. All right. That might change. Well, my first choice here is going to be Laurie Strode, regardless. Um, Gotcha. Yeah, of who my next? Uh, she's you know the the maybe prototypical final girl. I don't know. Like she, I wouldn't mm. say she's the first, but I think that she's the one that people think of. Maybe she's also been in the franchise across two different timelines, which is pretty impressive. Um, mm -hmm. So she's a a mainstay. You know, she 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 had like a maybe less than stellar ending in Halloween Resurrections, but then she's she's back <laughs> with a vengeance and like doing you know some of the better Halloween sequels again. So mm -hmm. good for her. Yep. Uh, sort of yeah. like Michael Jamie Myers, awesome. she can't be killed. And she can't exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we talked about it a lot in the last episode about the Halloween franchise. Um, 
but yeah, like I, lo- you and I both love H2O. You know, we love that version of her. I love that that and the 2018 and now the most recent Halloween Kills uh, Halloweens are uh, just about trauma and like what it's like dealing with like having this event having happened to you when you were a teenager and living with that for the rest of your life as you've gotten older. Uh, you know, in H2O, she's an alcoholic, uh, although kind of very not really like an in-your-face portrayal. It's kind of really uh, done with more nuance than I think probably, you know, a bunch of other movies would have handled it. And then in this one, obviously, it's, it's very much about uh, trauma and the PTSD that she's suffering uh, from um, having survived uh, what she went through. Yeah, she... I'm trying to think of another franchise where, like, the first film's main character um, was, like, literally just trying to survive and was and then comes back later on as, like, this badass. Um, mm-hmm. I guess Evil Dead. We talked about that a little bit. But, um, oh, yeah. She, I mean, like, through Halloween 2, since those take place immediately after each other, I mean, she's, she's just surviving. And then in both of the subsequent timeline sequels, she's pretty badass, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's great. And Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome across all of her films, but obviously yeah. Halloween's in... That's my choice. Awesome. Oh, but I'm also all right. Next, next yeah. round. Um, hang on a minute. Wow, this is gonna be tough. Um, let me cross her out, and I will go with. I should go with Clarice Starling, I guess, from Science of the Lambs oh, and Hannibal. But I mean, yeah, I know <laughs> maybe some people... less so in Hannibal. <laughs> less so in Hannibal. Yes, in Hannibal, like specifically Jodie Foster's Clarice Starling, and no yeah. other Clarice Starlings. Um. <laughs> yeah she i mean we talked about the movie i think a couple episodes back i think there wasn't really any argument about whether it was considered a horror film or not although i thought there might be um but uh i guess we deemed it a horror film in that episode um yeah. and i think it was my choice in that episode so i agreed with mm-hmm. that obviously and so i'm going <laughs> with her um she uh she was like when i was thinking about this um in terms of like the idea of like a main character versus an actual hero i mean she is a hero because she is she's not doing it just i mean she's protecting others she's you know doing it as you know a law enforcement officer um and she's smart um she's clever she's uh she's she's awesome i mean she's a great great character um in one of the greatest horror films of all time so yeah she had to go into the belly of the beast in like many different ways in that movie too. I mean, going into the prison and meeting with Hannibal Lecter, but then going into Buffalo Bill's home and being put in the darkness uh, against him with his night vision goggles. Well, arguably and just, going uh, the just going in and being sort of a, a woman in a man's world in this, mm-hmm. you know, very masculine, you know, FBI uh, training center, and then the actual office, like. I feel like did I rewatch that with you recently? We did, we I, yeah. did, and it was just—it's so good. I I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it in years, and man, it's just so well made. Uh, that was De Palma, right? No, no, uh, uh, no. Uh, uh, oh my Jonathan God. Demi. Uh, Jonathan Demi. Demi. Thank yeah, you. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible. Just like how everyone just looks right at the camera the whole time, and it works <laughs> somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't noticed that the first time I watched it. So yeah, that's a it's yeah. a great pick. Yeah, he puts us in her shoes, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
yeah, that was the one that part of the reason that I broke my brain in the second episode is because I thought I prepared all the stuff about to defend my pick of the Silence of the Lambs because uh. I thought they would have thought it was a thriller and not a horror. And so I was like, oh, I can draft this later, no big deal. But of course, it gets picked in the second round, and I'm like, wow, what? Oh. <laughs> like, and I missed it. Yeah, so it was, it was, yeah, it really it's threw tough. me off. Your shower yeah. argument, like, for just came to nothing in the end. Yeah, after all oh. that yes. uh, planning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Wow. Gosh. Wow. We are like going right through this year. This is yeah. This is pretty much quick. Faster. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. Faster. Than <laughs> <we are. laughs> uh, okay. So with um, my second pick here of the third round, I'm gonna take, and I feel bad because I wonder if I'm maybe stealing this from somebody. Um, I'm gonna take Chris Washington, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and mm. get out. That's a good one. That is That's a good on one. Our list. I actually yeah. briefly considered his friend, the actor's name, I don't know, but he kind of uh, comes in at the end. It yeah. is Lil Rel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he kind of is the one who saves the day. You could argue that he's sort of the Yeah, mm. something uh, to chew But on. yeah, yes. he, uh, he was definitely on, on my list as well. Yep. So Same congratulations. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you stole him from everyone, actually. <laughs> it's well, just you such know, a I, good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love Get Out. Um, I've talked about it already on this pod, but it's like it's one of my favorite movies of the entire last decade, um, not just horror. I mean, I, I, I loved it so much. And I, I, I get the I, I know what you mean when you say like Lil Rel, you know, maybe is the is the hero. But to me, you know, it's like he shows up and he gets him out of there at the end. He's, yeah. he's an you additional know. hero. Yeah. Yes, he's an additional one. hero. Yeah, Chris. But, you know, Chris was the one who got himself out of that. Yeah house and 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 to the road to be picked up so yeah i'm gonna go with him for my pick i'll never forget the moment that we see the the lights of a cop Mm -hmm. car and my stomach just like i felt like i was gonna puke like uh it was i don't like uh i watched oh i watched this i'm so mad i watched it alone like on tv during the mm. daytime because I'm a scaredy cat, but I needed to see this movie. Um, and I was so mad that I didn't see it in the theaters for that moment because mm. I was talking to a friend and they were like, everyone just, like, they lost their minds cheering. Yeah. And it was so such an incredible experience. Yeah. Do you know the story about the alternate ending? No. I feel like so I, ult- I heard about it at some point, oh, okay. but, I don't, but I don't remember. So the original ending is that the the lights light up and it's an actual cop and Chris is shot and it yeah. was like too depressing for all the tests. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no. We so can't. now they switched it. So Lil Rel. So you still get that reaction, but mm-hmm. oh Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the, at least the uplift of you know Lil Rel being the, able to get him out of there. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I do yeah. that. That would have. That would have been much. very depressing. Just too it would have. Yeah. Yeah. A little too bleak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, is it us now? I think it's us. You too. You get the back to back now. Yes. All right. So yes, yes. I'm gonna go with kind of an unconventional choice, I think, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm probably gonna butcher the name uh, because it's in Korean. It's uh, Seokwu from Train to Busan. Uh, oh, great pick. The dad in Train to Busan, which is just such a surprising film. I think it, the cat's out of the bag now. Everybody knows about it. But I, I remember not knowing anything about it when I first saw it and just being blown away by like, oh, this is fucking great. Um, 
and just uh, just a fun time. It's a zombie movie, which like I'm sort of hit and miss on zombie movies. They can be good, yeah. but you know, I think it's like 2016, 2017 when I saw it, and I was sort of like, oh god, another zombie movie. But uh, I don't know, zombies on a train is just a, a good premise, <laughs> um, and then it escalates in a way that uh, doesn't feel too ridiculous or over the top, and like all the other characters in it are are really solid. It's just fun. Uh, I had a really fun time watching it. Um, so I heard the sequel was not very good, which is disappointing. I, I haven't seen yeah. that yet. But uh, yeah, if if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Uh, to any of your listeners, um, <laughs> it was a huge hit in South Korea, uh, but I think still kind of a little less well known here. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, what pick is that for us? So we're that in the third, third round. round pick. Third round. Yeah, pick. that was yeah. the last yeah. of the third round. Okay. Um, yeah, great pick. I I I'm ashamed to say I didn't even think of Train to Busan when I was thinking of horror heroes, and I really should have. Um, but yeah, it's an excellent movie. The sequel is called Peninsula, and everything I've heard is that it's awful. And yeah. Don't watch it. It's disappointing. I seen it, but yeah, it's supposed to be really bad. Yeah, yeah. it's too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so you know, just uh, a dad uh, trying to keep his kid alive. Just a very, very uh, simple, very like, simple. Yeah. Just a straightforward story. There's not too much plot or anything. It's just uh, trying to, you know, commute. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Commuting is murder. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Yeah, they so. get they get a lot of play out of being on that, you know, linear train progression too. You think like, how much can you do stuck in a train where you can just go from car to car? But they they do a lot more with it than I would have thought. Yeah, uh, and it just starts out, it, they just hit the ground running, like the, the woman, mm-hmm. you know, bursting onto the train, already having been bit, and then it's just off to the races, like they waste no time. I More yeah. and more, I appreciate efficiency Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in that kind of stuff, especially when it's just a horror film, like not to besmirch horror films, but like, get to the get to the horror. You know. It's, it, we, yeah. Yeah, this is what we're here for. Uh, yes. So anytime there's one... a, yeah, there's a difference between like creating a mood, creating a vibe, yeah. and like over just stretching everything out way mm-hmm. too long. Yeah, I feel like people are sort of forgetting that these days, sort especially of... as cinema and TV kind of collide. Uh, you have so much more crossover. You have all these directors coming from film to TV, and all they want to do is just stretch it out. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> or, I mean, or not, the even, reverse. Uh, not even that example. Like, uh, I, this isn't on one of my picks because I couldn't think of who was actually the lead. But, um, yeah, I really liked the 2017 It, I, I, which mm-hmm. surprised me. I, I didn't expect to, and I really enjoyed it and was super excited for It Chapter 2. And, whew, talk about a movie up its own ass. Uh, just like... <laughs> You know, it's just uh, there's no lore here. It's there's been one movie. Like, don't act mm-hmm. like you're. You know, we're revisiting a, a fabled Beloved, franchise yeah. from from 30 years ago. <laughs> this came out like four years ago. Just relax. Uh, but that sort of thing of just like, no, just get to the scary stuff. I don't need all this world building necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that's the very rambling way of mm-hmm. uh, presenting our third pick. And we get another one. Oh right, we're up now. You too. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. So I wanna, I wanna do this one. Which? Oh, yeah. okay. Well then, why don't you take this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, kind of an unconventional uh, choice, but there is like a, an emotional 
uh, component to this one, but Samara Weaving as Grace in Ready or Not. Oh, really? Oh, he's making a face. He's making a face. Brantley's mm-hmm. making a face. Um, What's her character's name? I'm blanking. It's Grace. On it right now. I I'm glad Grace. Steve wrote it down because I couldn't remember yeah. it either. Um, but uh, Steve and I saw it as a date. It was one of our like it was like early, very third early. or fourth date or something or fourth or fifth that. date or something. Um, and uh, we both walked out of it and we're like, wait, that was that was fantastic. Um, and Samara Weaving just like owns that movie. You know, she is mm-hmm. this, you know woman of you know her, she ha, of no means basically marrying into this wealthy family that is more fucked up than you could possibly imagine because they made a deal with a demon to be rich basically um and they have to play this game where they hunt her down <laughs> to kill her and she wins um and it's 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 fantastic she is so like usually i'm kind of against nepotism uh even though it's what the film and tv industries are built on but uh mm-hmm. a plus hugo like good wait good that's job. hugo weaving's daughter i was just gonna say that too. i didn't know that i'm pretty sure oh wow oh uh, i had no are idea are they are they father and daughter or are they sense. more distantly related i think i think he's her dad uh shit i well now uh, i that's fine. oh we're looking it up Go, going to the imdb I mean, she looks exactly like, um, what's her name from... Oh, he's her uncle. Uncle, uncle. uncle. Okay. So, so, yeah, niece, but yes, they are related. Okay. And like pretty closely. It's not like they're cousins or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, like she's just outstanding in this. um, And the character Mm -hmm. is delightful. And the movie itself is really fun. You can watch it, you know, without caring about any kind of social or economic commentary but if you are into that it's a great critique of wealth i would argue here's my hot take on it it's a better critique than a movie that came out around the same time called knives out Ooh, yes yes way better way 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 better (laughs) i have so many thoughts about knives out we won't get it. We won't do another Midnight Pass. We're not going to get no, it. No, no, no. Okay. Like, uh... I'm sorry. I was going to say, am I safe in assuming you guys aren't going to be watching the Knives Out sequels no. that are going to Netflix no. or whatever? I mean, maybe if we're really bored and we want something to complain about, we might. <laughs> uh, you uh, know. That's a great pick because, yes, that was on my list. And I feel like it's just kind of an underrated little movie that like mm-hmm. people just didn't. I feel like people didn't appreciate that. Yeah. It was overshadowed by Knives Out, I think. Yeah. I 100% agree. Uh, All right, let me look at my list. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I've been installed as the commissioner of this draft (laughs) because my next pick is going to be Gizmo from Gremlins. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yes, our first first (laughs) non-human hero in the movie. Look, is he the only hero in the movie? No, of course not. There's a bunch of other human heroes that are a part of it. Does he kind of cause the problem? Yes and no, because he he doesn't he he didn't choose for it to happen. It sort of is done to him, you know, in in some ways. Uh, but does he still drive a car at the end of the movie and help take out all the evil gremlins who popped off of his body? Yes, he does. So. 
I pick Gizmo from Gremlins See, for my pick. My objection to this is not. I think Gizmo is a hero of that movie. Oh, nice. I object to Gremlins as a horror movie. Oh, interesting. interesting. There's no part of it that's scary. It's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. For me, uh, for old me, ladies get it's thrown not out scary. Of a window. Well, okay, so. I'm going to take both sides here um, because <laughs> the first time I saw Gremlins, I was a little kid at, at oh, like a friend's house. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Uh, and it scared the piss out oh, of me. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Kinder horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, right. to be fair, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark also scared the shit out of me. Really? When I was like four. Oh. Um, the ghost coming out of the ark at the end well, was terrifying. Well, and the face is melting. And the face is the melting. The face is melting. Yeah. Traumatizing. Oh. Yeah, we should not have been allowed to see that when we were No. <laughs> Raiders terrified me, too. Yeah. Uh, so I think from a kid's perspective, All I right. feel like we can allow it as a horror. I mean, well, we're not the commissioners, but like yeah. as the, I don't know, prosecutor or defense or something, <laughs> some some sort of attorney. Well, uh, here's what I will offer. This will be the rare, never before done, mid-draft transition of commissioner status. No, no, no. no. If no, you no, want commissioner want status, <laughs> you don't want it. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Just All right. acting, well, acting as, as the we just like to We just like to be really opinionated and not, not have any actual uh, power, power in a situation. Ooh, okay. like the, the Democrats. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay, so then as commissioner, yes, Gizmo stays and Gremlins uh, technically counts as a horror movie because it's like kid horror. So that's that's my pick in the fourth round. Uh, Nick, you're up with your uh, pick in the fourth round and then the first pick of the fifth round. That's right. I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to be done after this. Um, I am going to go with... Uh, it's like a recent movie. I feel bad choosing this one, but I'm going with The Warrens from the Conjuring universe, oh. which is... I'm yeah. like not crazy about this choice, but I also I have to do it because I really... I think, A, they're like part of a big franchise now. They're like... They really are like the heroes of the franchise um they're based on real people and i don't know enough about the real people to really make a judgment call but i feel like everything i know about them makes me think like uh right taking advantage <laughs> yeah. of people like i don't know what i feel about you know i don't know what i believe necessarily about supernatural anything anyway um but mm-hmm. supernatural horror movies scare the shit out of me more than any and they're my favorite mm-hmm. kind so i love the conjuring and like whether they're good people in real life or not, I can't say, but I really like the characters. I think they were done mm. by James Wan, at least in the first two. They were just, they were both made really likable. They have like a great relationship. The chemistry between them is good. Um, you know, they genuinely seem to care about the people they're trying to help and, and not, you know, write not books about them and <laughs> go on like t- talk show tours and stuff. So, um, again, are they still alive, the real Warrens? I'm sorry, Warrens, if you no. ever hear this. Okay, I didn't think so. He he passed away a while ago, and I think the the Mrs. Warren re, more recently, like in the past couple of years. Couple of years, okay. Yeah, um, but they were they had a you tight. You can't defame hole. the dead. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. All right, good. Well, but I still I, I can't because I don't know anything about them. I just, <laughs> but the characters are great, and the the franchise is huge, and uh, I think they're a big part of that, to be honest. Yeah, those characters are my favorite parts of those movies. Just, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that says a lot to Patrick Wilson and... Uh, Vera. Vera uh, Farmiga. Vera Farmiga, yeah. thank you. I, I, for some reason, Firuza Balk's name was in my head. <laughs> that is not right. It's a very John uh, Travolta moment. Just <laughs> yeah. 
Well, she has a sister, <laughs> sister or daughter too. Vera, or is it another niece? Oh, she was in, yeah. Um, like oh. American Horror Story, American the first Horror season. Story. And please. Oh. Yeah, what's her name? Tessa. Uh, Tessa? No. Tessa. Not. Tessa Farmiga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Is it like yeah? There you go. Oh, good. Wow. Um, but yeah, they're they're the best parts of the movie, even if they're not as accurate to the real life. It's care. good a, that they're people. not. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. that's okay. That's fine. We can... Tougher sell of a movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Nick, yep. you are up again. All right. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I ha- obviously I have to pick a shining thing here and there's only one real hero in the shining and it's, it's Dick Halloran and, uh, chef oh, Dick Halloran and I'm going with him. And if you've only seen the movie, your argument might be that he's not a very good hero. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm just going to say, uh, Cross media here. Uh, I'll, I'll count Dick Halloran mm-hmm. from the from the novel as well. Yeah. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't know if that you're the commissioner, Brantley. So I know we just, we talked about that. But even if I was just going by the movie, I think like just by nature of what he tries to do and like mm-hmm. how far he travels to try and do it for people who are essentially strangers, um, that makes him good hero in my book. So. I'm uh, actually, I, I knew you were going to pick a Shining uh, thing <laughs> at course. some point. I'm a little surprised you didn't go with Wendy. Oh, really? Actually. A little bit. Yeah. So many people hate Wendy that I like, I didn't even cross my mind. I obviously don't hate her because I love everything with the film, but like, I think so many people just find her, you know, I, I did. annoying. Yeah, I, I did love it. But I, I, I really liked the book. Even though, again, it like wormed its way into my psyche, and I like couldn't sleep for a week or two. Well, um, book Wendy is like I think there's a yeah. hashtag book Wendy's better, um, <laughs> and so I think a lot of people really would say that she is one of the best heroes. Yeah, I you know not to be that person because it's been a while since I've been a uh, the book better than the movie type person. Um, at least a few hours. At least a few hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, yeah, I've, I've missed her characterization, you know, from book to movie. And that doesn't mean that the movie one is bad or anything. It's just, it was so not what I was thinking that it was very jarring and, you know. So I've never read the book, actually. We actually have it now. I know, yeah. I should. Uh, but I actually, I'm sort of a, a movie Wendy defender, I think. She's clearly an abused woman who is just under the thumb of this awful man and does manage to save her kid and, or at least, you know, give him a fighting chance. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I don't know, she does a lot with very little Mm -hmm. uh, and manages to survive and kill her shitty husband. So uh, (laughs) I think, and I like Shelley Duvall's performance. I think it's, you know, she's so... Mousy and and uh, yeah, just it's true. It is pretty. It's it's unconventional. Yeah, and I think that's a good read on it. Like, yeah. there's merit there. Like, not every woman in that position is going to act like the badass you want her to. Not and everyone is, can be Ripley. Yeah, like, and that's right. okay. Mm-hmm. And it is important to have other, uh, you know, representation. Yeah, so to speak. I think there's a popular opinion that. Um, Shelley Duvall's performance is just over the top and cartoony, but I argue that she is the more realistic Wendy to me than the the book Wendy. I mean, like, mm. she was essentially actually abused by Kubrick on set, so I think those are yeah. real. <laughs> like, yeah, there's you know. that. So it's it's pretty real. 
But I yep. mean, I think Jack Nicholson is sort of cartoonish in that as well. He's just mm-hmm. playing a, a oh, for bigger, sure. meaner version of himself. Uh, so like, there's some cartoonishness in the whole movie, but it works. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I'm not gonna go here, go on and explain The Shining to you, Nick. Uh, <laughs> well, people. cartoons are like so. a big, uh, you know, a big theme in that movie. There's the there's a lot That's of true. references to cartoons to um, Roadrunner. I mean, like in a sense, like Jack is the test or the Wiley Wiley Coyote. I don't. It's been a long time since I've seen Roadrunner. Is that who it is? The Coyote. Yeah, I'd say Jack's more of the Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. he's. I mean, Danny's watching that show all the time, and that and that's essentially what Jack is. He's just trying to kill him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty one note character in that sense. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> yep. But Dick Halloran definitely is uh, a hero for me so. great excellent pick um i'm looking at my list now because i have one last pick here and i'm it's tough the last one's what tough. i should do yeah yeah because i have a, you know i put them all in order like how i would draft them and then i'm like oh damn now do i want that yeah. right i'm doing um, the same thing right now yeah, yeah. Good draft will uh, do that. Good draft will do that. Uh, well, will we still are we still gonna will. do um, like honorable mentions because oh, that that's like yeah. the that makes me feel better Post about draft. not picking oh, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely do it. Okay. Um, okay. So with that in mind, um, I am gonna take Ben from the original Night of the Living Dead. Damn it! Son of was a that bitch. really? Damn it! That was my final pick. Yeah. Oh wow! All right, we were just talking about it. Yeah. Oh, I'll be honest. If I knew you guys were gonna grab it, no. As long as it's as long as it's in there, as long as it's in there, that's what matters. Well, there's just so many that I I would love to fit in there, but uh, but you know, Ben is fantastic, and um, uh, you know, I just talk uh, talk about a movie. 50 plus years later that still resonates uh in terms of social issues we're dealing with right now uh well it has the it has the alternate ending that get out yeah. didn't have basically. <laughs> exactly wow. yes basically yes, exactly yeah. well like, put it's, it's exactly yeah. that yep yeah yeah it is the hero saves the day basically only to be yeah yeah exactly killed at the end um and you know it's very i mean I think George Romero's talked about it. It's like, I mean, look, he was just the best actor we saw. You know, he was a stage actor who was willing to come on and be in the movie. They didn't write the character to be black, um, but they're like, you know, he's the best actor. And it ends up being a, uh, still being like a strong statement, especially in 1968, to have a, a black male actor be the lead of your movie who is slapping around a white woman, you know, during part of it. And, you know, that's like a big shock to a lot of audiences at the time. Um, and uh, it's just, I think it's, I still think the first one is a phenomenal movie. Uh, I think the sequels kind of have, you know, outshine it sometimes in a lot of fans' minds. I still think the original is fantastic. Uh, I love the, you know, the whole run of them. Uh, and I got to go with uh, with Ben uh, from Night of the Living Dead. Obviously, great choice. <laughs> um, were you guys, uh, did you guys meet George Romero when he came to Keene? Yep. You did. Yeah, I did. When was that? Oh, when, did I, we, when I we were I was there. I a junior, because... Oh, my God. It was my junior year, so it would have been like 2006. Maybe the end of 2006. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I just I remember being surprised at how big he was. I didn't expect Ooh. that. Yeah. He was a big boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, very friendly, very nice. Aww. And like, it was a oh, quick meet nice. and greet. Like, it's not like we hung out with him, but. Uh, yeah. I chased him down in the parking lot to get a picture with him, and he was not happy. I felt really <laughs> shitty. I've never been like that with any other celebrity ever. I feel like garbage about it, but I missed I missed the meet and greet. So, oh okay. He like uh, left okay. during the middle of Creep Show, and I was like, I'm I'm leaving too. And uh, yeah, he, he was he was not happy, but but to his credit, was very like humble and kind, and then took took a picture with Aww. me. So. Yeah, oh, that, that is very nice. nice. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. deserve it, but he did it. <laughs> so, wait, it, it's not us yet, is it? Is it us? You are. Oh, God. Yeah, you're oh, going to close out the this draft here. This is it. So, yeah. I had somebody before this, but I think because uh, you haven't seen uh, this movie, right? This, you haven't Correct. Seen it. Okay, so we're going to go with uh, Danny, played by Florence Pugh from Midsommar. Who actually, I wish I had know seen this in the theaters because it's not that it's not that bad. I it isn't that bad, but also as commissioner, uh, is this allowed? Because she is she. You could say she's an anti-hero a little bit. I don't think she's an. I think Ooh. she's very heroic. <laughs> speaking as a woman, she put up yeah. with that like horrible, with the horrible dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see. I see what you mean, though, in that she could be considered to like be causing the deaths of, you know, maybe based on some of her actions or inaction. I guess, like not yeah. not doing more to stop the festivities mm. and the the final, you know, scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what she would have really done, right? but I, right. I kind of get what you mean. I. I. Yeah. But she does. In the end, she she ends up having a lot more um, uh, power. Power and uh, yes, but I don't I don't think she could have put a stop to it fully. No, I, no, think, I so. think they just would have killed her if she tried. But I, I see what you mean, like the thought that she might be considered an antihero because yeah. she doesn't really seem to be too upset about. <laughs> I mean, but it's about her getting her power back. Yeah, exactly. it's about her like overcoming the so much of the trauma that she's been while, uh, while being re-traumatized. <laughs> right, exactly while being re-traumatized. And isn't that life? That is that all. is like there's yeah. no getting over one trauma midway through another trauma. I think that's very astute. Uh, that is yes. just what that is what life is. Yeah, just very yes. uplifting. Yeah. Um, and I just like I love her performance. She is such an interesting actor. She makes such interesting choices. She does such interesting things with her face. Like we were talking about just wanting to see. Her and Tom Hardy in a movie together. I don't know what it would be about, but it would be amazing. <laughs> just making just for faces two hours. at each other. Yeah. Um, anyway, so is that allowed, Mish? Oh yes, yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. All right. So yeah, that's yeah. our that's just our an indelible image at the end there. Her and the flower. Like, mm-hmm. I love that Florence Pugh also dressed up as that for Halloween this year. <laughs> That's, that's, a, pretty fun. that's a power <laughs> move. Yeah, just going as your own character for Halloween. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. Uh, okay, so to recap the draft, um, in the first round, Nick, you took Ash Williams from the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, in the second round, you took Laurie Strode from the Halloween franchise. You took Clarice Starling only from Silence of the Lambs, not the rest of the franchise. <laughs> uh, you took the Warrens from the Conjuring franchise. And you took Dick Halloran from The Shining. 
Uh, in the first round, I took Sidney Prescott from the Scream franchise. I took Nancy Thompson from A Nightmare on Elm Street in the second round. Uh, in the third round, I took Chris Washington from Get Out. In the fourth, I very controversially took Gizmo from the Gremlins <laughs> franchise. And then in the final round, I took Ben from Night of the Living Dead. Uh, okay, and then Steve and Oriana. In the first round, you took Ripley from Alien. You took McCready in the second round from The Thing. In the third round, and I apologize, you took Seo Sukwoo Suk- from Suk- Train to Busan? Yes. The Sukwoo, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew I was going to butcher the pronunciation. Uh, I might have, too. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, in the fourth round, you took Grace from Ready or Not. And in the fifth round, you took Danny from Midsommar. So that concludes the draft, but we're going to move into post-draft analysis. <laughs> and we're going to start with our undrafted free agents. Ooh. So basically your honorable mentions who didn't make the list, basically. And feel free. Everybody can just jump in. This is free-for-all time. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the person I was going to pick uh, at first was Aaron from Your Next, uh, played by Sharni okay. Benson. Just a... You know, sort of the opposite of your uh, Shelley Duvall, Wendy Torrance, where just right from the beginning, just a, a badass who's who's taking names. Uh, uh, what's the saying? Taking names and taking numbers. I don't know. She's a badass. <laughs> uh, she's just, uh, you know. She came here to kick cat, kick ass and chew bubble gum, and she's all out of bubble sure. gum. Uh, but just a, that's a really fun movie. Uh, the director mm-hmm. has gone on to do some mostly good stuff. Also, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, but like mostly a very good director who I, whose stuff I really like. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun, uh, sort of underseen movie. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's definitely on the list. Um, is this another sort of round robin thing or are we just listing them all off? Oh, you just yeah, list just whatever, have, list however away. many you want. Oh, all right, mm-hmm. uh, all right. I've only got a couple more. Uh, so, um, right. Susie Banyan from Suspiria is, is a fun one. Oh. Um, and then, uh, Park Gang Du from The Host. Um, and Kang Ho Song. Uh, yeah, played by Kang Ho Song, who is... Oh, also, right, yeah. He's also in Parasite. Um, but uh, he's, he's so good. He's so good. The Host is great. Uh, it's, you know, I, it's hard to say it's a horror necessarily, but, um, mm. you know, just a good monster movie. And then, uh, big fan of... Um, uh, this one is maybe a little controversial. Uh, Matthew Bennell played by Donald Sutherland in Invasion of the Body Snatchers because he doesn't end as the hero. Uh, oh. But he is, a, you know, for most of the movie, he is the hero. Does his body get mm-hmm. snatched? I haven't seen his it. Do- his body does get snatched. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's sort yeah. of the big Actually, reveal at the end. That's a, the it's great. Seventy whatever version. I've only seen the fifty-six or whatever version. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that yeah. one. Seventy-eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's great. I mean, there have been a million different uh, body snatcher yeah. movies. Like the faculty is yeah. technically invasion of. That's the body true. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Uh, it's a great movie. I do too. Uh, but yeah, those are I'd say like kind of our, our honorable mentions. Yeah. Did you have any nice. any others that you wanted to throw in there? Yeah. Okay, so that's us. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Okay, so the controversial one I was going to put and then I didn't put on my list when we decided to do just movies was uh, Mulder and Scully from X-Files. Oh. Uh, that is controversial. So, but, yes. But once we decided to go just movies, I was like, all right, well, fine. I'll, okay. you know, no, uh, not a big deal. There are movies. Um, they there are in two movies. There are That's movies. True. Yes, but the show is just so yeah, much yeah. better. So <laughs> I was just yeah. like, I gotta, you know. Um, 
I was kind of between Ben and then Elvis Presley from Bubba Hotel oh, for my final pick. Nice. <laughs> to kind of double dip on Bruce Campbell there. Yeah. Um, so that that was definitely in the mix. Um, and then um, I, this would have also been a controversial one. I wanted to take Frankenstein's monster yeah! from the Monster Squad. That was oh. Cool. oh. Frankenstein's monster, as soon as you were like, oh, literary, I was like, ooh, ooh. Oh, gotcha. That would have been fun. Yeah. There were yeah. movies, too. Well, yeah, there were. but there's a so, bunch of movies. Like, he meets you know, Abbott yeah. Costello. It's a lot going yep. on. He meets. <laughs> but yeah, the, but the one I was specifically thinking of was in the Monster Squad, which would have fallen into the same mm. realm as Gremlins, more like kinder horror. Yeah. But Frankenstein is like a legit hero. Like, he, yeah. he kind of basically says F you to the villains and, and sticks with the, the kids there. Aww. So, yeah. A sweetie. Um, yeah, he's a sweetie. And you know what? I didn't draft Samuel, Lu- Samuel Loomis just because he wasn't really like kind of from the heart sort of pick. But I I think some people might look at this list and be like, no Samuel Loomis was drafted? Come on. He's on but my... He was, definitely, he was definitely on. That there. was my yeah top honorable mention, Dr. Loomis. Yeah. Did you guys see, it was going around Twitter recently, where there's a scene in one of the Halloweens where Loomis basically gets some kid run over by a car because the kid's wearing a, a Michael Myers mask. Um, and he, like the kid gets hit by a car and it bursts into flames and it turns out it's not Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. It's just I think that's Halloween dude. 2, I think. Is that Halloween 2? Okay, It's yes. been a long so, time since so. so. yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, Loomis not being on there, because I considered him as well, but like he's sort of you know, a man who has just gone insane because his patient is insane uh, and is just running around, waving a gun around in a, in a nice, quiet neighborhood. He's a terrible doctor. He's like, an awful doctor. He just <laughs> really wants to is. kill his patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he'll, like, there's so much collateral damage. I mean, he spends all of Halloween 5 just yelling at, like, an 8-year-old, um, <laughs> which is great. He does. He's so good in it. I love, but yeah, not a great doctor. Not a great doctor. No. Not a sweetie. No. No. Um, no. But a great character. Uh, yeah, do you have any more there, uh, Nick, that you would have drafted? I had a few. Um, also, the most controversial one would have been the entire Losers Club um, from It. Mm. But I just Mostly from the novel, which, again, I know we're going to... I liked It Chapter 1 a lot, and the miniseries is great, but I, there's something about the novel that like just really captures like what it's like to be a kid. <laughs> um it's not so much about being a hero and fighting a monster because I can't really relate to that personally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like just a lot of that movie is just like the, the kids hanging out and being kids. And uh, so the fact that they're also heroes is, is cool and I would have chosen that. Uh, but it's like a whole group, so I don't know if that counts. Um, and I also had, um, let's see, Francesco Della Morte from um, Cemetery Man, Rupert Everett's character. Um Delamore, Delamorte, Delamorte, Delamore, I guess is the, the real name of the movie. Um, Derek, Peter Jackson's character from Bad Taste, mostly just because of the line, I'm a Derek and Derek's don't run. Um, Herbert West from Reanimator, who really is not a hero in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But uh, again, he's a great character and, and, and like he is the, the mainstay mm-hmm. of those films. Um, and lastly, I, I almost chose... Paul Sheldon from Misery because I think he's like mm. the one character who's actually like incapacitated for the entire film and is yet st- clearly still a hero. Um, so that's a good one. That's a good choice. Nice. Mm. Uh, 
Well, I'm curious if you, if any of you think that there's any reaches uh, in this draft. It's always hard when we get into these very subjective things of like, you know, <laughs> who you like as your, you know, heroes. Uh, what is or isn't a reach? I, I don't know if I really have any here. I don't think besides there, Gizmo. Yeah, besides, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I'll take it. I'll take Gizmo because I mean, if he if he was no, if he wasn't on anyone else's list, it's kind of a reach then that I that I drafted him. Period. Let alone in the fourth instead of the fifth. So. I'll take the reach on Gizmo, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds really bad out of context. Let's <laughs> do a reach round on Gizmo. Who wouldn't take uh, a reach from Gizmo? <laughs> and that's where uh, they came up with the R rating. Yep. Uh, all right, my slip of the tongue notwithstanding. Uh, what, uh, what, does, does anyone have a steal of the draft? I don't know. I don't think so. This is interesting. I'm surprised Laurie Strode went like last pick of the second round. I'll be honest. I thought she would go I thought she would have gone a little higher. Yep. Yeah. So I so. had her on my list uh, at first, but I honestly, the Halloween movies have never been my favorites. Uh, and for, I've never seen one. So. And you've never seen one. Like, um, I, the, I love the first Halloween, and then uh, my interest drops off sort of exponentially <laughs> after that. Uh, I did well, that's s- what that franchise does, yeah. yeah. I feel like I did actually see the Rob Zombie Halloween, um, but I don't remember anything from it. And then I did see the David Gordon Green remake um, that I, mm-hmm. I liked, um, but again, mm-hmm. it just sort of came and went, and I didn't see H2O or, or any of the... Uh, kind of original sequels so i'm i'm kind of not like an ha- a halloween aficionado so that's why she didn't make my list but i mean i love jamie lee curtis and she's i'm impressed that she's stuck with the role for so long um you know a lot of times when these movies kind of branch out into just direct to video sequels the stars kind of abandon ship so i do admire her for for sticking with it yeah She's got real mm-hmm. horror roots. I mean, she's like the scream queen, like just her mother. And then she was in like Terror Train, I think, and Prom Night. Road Games, so she's, Prom yeah, Night. Yeah, she's, she's stuck in horror for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I give her That's credit true. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she's great. She seems like a, a lovely woman as well. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I love her yogurt. <laughs> she was she was really good in that Freaky Friday yeah. uh, with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was actually surprised, though, that she did get picked sooner. Yeah. So, so Nick, I think you, you've got the steal there, getting Laurie Strode at the end of the second mm-hmm. round. I'll take it. All right. Uh, well, that is going to wrap up this draft of horror heroes. I guess we should specify horror movie heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to thank you both, Steve and Oriana, for coming on. Is there anything else you two would like to plug before we wrap this episode up? I mean, you already mentioned it, but listen to Mission Recall. Uh, it comes yeah. out every other Monday. And, uh, you know, it's just a couple of assholes talking <laughs> about movies we like. Basically. That's it. Uh, no, no, not exactly high concept. No. Or, or I know, if, original, if you guys but... have any Lord of the Rings aficionados, oh, yeah. my mm-hmm. Tolkien monthly podcast that I do with two other people who are wonderful is called by the bywater available wherever you get your podcasts uh and it's fun the next episode that we are recording which will go live like at the beginning of december will be about uh fellowship of the ring the movie like uh you know we'll finally get around we've been doing the podcast for like 
two and a half years now. Uh, but for the 20th anniversary, we were uh, we were like, okay, it's time to do fellowship. It's time to just talk about the movie. Give the people what they want. Give them what they want. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you both so much for coming and being on the podcast. And uh, I look forward to the eventual invite I'm going to get from Mission Recall, <laughs> I assume. Because I would never invite myself no. to go yeah. on it. So, yeah. 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 You wouldn't pull Excellent. a Bronsdorf. You, you'd just <laughs> no. wait for the invite. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll email well, you guys, you guys so after much. this. I'm not going to ask on air, but. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Great. There you go. Oh, yeah. Nice. But yeah, it was nice. our pleasure. Yeah, thank yeah, you, thank you guys us. so much. This was, uh, yeah. it was a blast. And good to see you both again, obviously. Yeah, that's yes. nice. Yeah. It's been, been a, a long, long time. time. It really has. The song you heard in this episode is You Are a Monster by Monroeville Music Center. It's being used under a CCBY Creative Commons license and was accessed from freemusicarchive.org. If you'd like to hear more of Monroeville Music Center, you can find them on Bandcamp, their Facebook page, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Discogs, iHeartRadio, and Deezer. And hey, if you want to reach out and communicate with us, please send an email to horrordraftspod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at horrordrafts, all one word. We'd love to hear any questions you have for us, suggestions for topics to draft, or ideas for guests, especially if you can put us in touch with them. Thanks everyone, and we hope to hear from you soon. Mm -hmm.